Do you like wine? Do you like charities? With One Hope Wine, you can do both. One Hope is an award-winning company in California that is built on hope and rooted in purpose. Go to Jen and Cam's OneHope.com or Jen and Cam's One Hope on Instagram for more information. One Hope Wine, changing the world never tasted so good. Hello, everybody, and a welcome back to another episode of Mixed Tag. It's your man, the Cowboy, Jared Watson, and guess what, guys? He's back after a week off, a week of absence. Our man, the Wrestling Encyclopedia, and three-time, three-time, three-time Indian Leg Wrestling Champion, Mr. Keith White is back. Keith, how are you, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Uh, you know, I got this little little nasal situation, you know, a little thickness, but it's okay because, you know, I, I tape things on 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 the, the TV and I watch the YouTubes and I do a lot of old people things, Jared. That's right. Uh, the Mutinex champion is back, by the way. Yeah. Uh, one day contract, of course. Um, and Keith, yeah, when I when I always ask you on Wednesday nights. Are you watching, you know, Dynamite tonight? You say, no, I'm taping it. And I can only imagine you have Dynamite on in the background and you're in your recliner and you're just leaning back, snoring your ass off in that recliner. Is that is that right? Am I, am, am I imagining that or is that a real thing? Uh, you know what's funny? You're not half wrong because it's usually like the, the couch where you can just kind of rest on or mm-hmm. I might still be in bed. But either way, my head is cocked back. And I am snoring my ass off. And it gives me two great ideas. First of all, I did take Mucinix. So we got to get them on the show as yep. a sponsor. Uh, but then also we need some sort of snoring aid. You know, we, we got to get somebody in here to help me with my snoring uh, on the show as well. So you're just giving me, you're getting me full of ideas, brother. Yeah. We got to get like sleep number beds where they raise up and you it prevents you from snoring. We got to get. The, the the halves so Jen can just put your ass up in the middle of the night when you're snoring and keeping her awake at night. Just she just she'll press that button with so much so much venom. Like, uh, da, 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 da. Well, that's what my mom does to my stepdad. So you know it works. But um, anyway, let's get into the wrestling talk of the show, Keith. Uh, we got a lot of interesting things to talk about. Some juicy topics. Um, the biggest one of the week coming from who else but Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Keith. The Wall Street Journal has reported that Vince McMahon is being investigated by WWE's board for making a $3 million settlement to a former employee over an alleged sexual relationship. Now, the board investigation reportedly began in April and has expanded into other non-disclosure agreements that involve misconduct claims made by other former female WWE employees about Vince and John Laurinaitis, Keith. And now the Wall Street Journal adds that the board's preliminary findings show that McMahon used personal funds to the former employee, including the one who made allegations about Laurinaitis. Now, there are now five, Keith, five law firms that have issued press releases noting that they are investigating WWE for violations of the securities laws on behalf of WWE investors. 
And of course, Laurinaitis has been placed on administrative leave with Bruce Pritchard filling in for him as the interim head of talent relations. And of course, Stephanie McMahon taking over for Vince in the CEO position. Just Keith taking that all in. Um, initial comments, thoughts on this. Do you think that Stephanie McMahon got the phone call and was like, damn, oh. like, you know, she got, I don't know if she got let go, you know, told to leave. Uh, I don't know if she found out about this stuff and was like, I'm out of here. Um, what a, what a weird situation, man. A totally weird situation. Um, and John Laurinaitis, you know, I've been, I've been reading reports and they're just allegations at this point, but I, I've read that, you know, Vince would kind of like have a little fun and send him to Laurinaitis' way. I just can't see that. I can't see him, but thanks Vince. Oh, you're so, so vascular today. Hey, hey, you, hot chick. Did you know I was part of the Dynamic Dudes? I was a Dynamic Dude. I taught Austin how to do the stunner. Are you ready for some stunning love? Come on, man. Like, come on. Oh, my God. That was actually a pretty spot on Johnny Ace impression, Keith. I I just can't. Like, what a sick situation if this is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like, and I'm just, ugh. So, and there's a power situation here. There's an unfair power dynamic, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, people used to give Monica Lewinsky a really hard time during the, the, the affair with, with President Bill Clinton. But at the same time, it was a power dynamic. The person in power put her in situations that's hard to say no to. Um, and women struggle throughout the United States with crappy situations from men all the time. Uh, guess what? Newsflash. Men are creeps. Uh, there's a lot of men out there that are creeps, Jared. You know, it's a shame. It is, it is what it is. I don't, I don't get it, but, you know, there's a lot of men out there who will just totally take advantage of situations. And the crappy thing is, the really crappy thing is, I can see all this happening. Yeah. Yeah, all for of this. sure. Mm-hmm. I can too. And um, yes, uh, our tag end can't see this, but we're fiddling around with the video here. Newsflash, men are creeps. Yes, that's our new hashtag uh, here for Mixed Tag. But no, Keith, it, you're right. It's just a, a terrible all-around situation. It's it's It, it was almost like the from the way I read it, Vince would have his affairs with this woman and the women, you know, who else are coming out. And then he would kind of hand them off to John. Like, like here, I already took care of this. You can have her now kind of thing. Listen, man, I'm going to be honest. I, I saw that happen once, uh, yeah. you know, back, uh, back in college, I came home from college and my best friend, you know, growing up, uh, threw a little party and it was just a few of us there and his, one of his best friends, went upstairs with this girl and then he came back downstairs and he was like, Hey B, you know, she's yours. She said, she said, if you want her, you could have her right now. And I'm sitting there like, Oh, Oh, Oh my, you know, like, but that is a, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's why it's hard to talk about this man, because like, you know, do you, do you, I, I don't want to shame anybody, but you know, if you put yourself in that situation, then you're just being an adult. Um, yeah. But 
if you're doing that, you're being coerced into doing that, it's a whole other ball game. And that's right. what's scary is we don't know what this is. But once again, because wrestlers, pro wrestling characters, are people's personalities turned all the way up to 100 and, and farther, we've seen this for 20 years right? in angles with Vince McMahon. He's written articles when he's talked about, you know, like when he's at muscles and fitness and things like that, um, just talked about his aggressiveness in general and, you know, and, and working out and, and what working out does for him. And, and there are some creepy lines in there in a few mm -hmm. of those articles where you can tell that this man walks around uh, with an overabundance of testosterone and virility yeah. that it just kind of, I don't, I don't see this being a situation that's where things aren't true. Yeah, I, I can't either. Um, of course, this isn't, this isn't Vince's first time dealing with law and, you know, scandal, I guess you could say. In 94, he had the, the steroid thing, if you remember right, Keith, because you, and you yeah, were around back then. I wasn't, so. And, and I, I, I tossed that out the window, man. Um, I think that that was a... Like looking back, reading more, watching more, like just doing my research, like that—that that was a, a an unnecessary waste of taxpayer dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, just like the steroid thing. Like we should never send Major League Baseball to in front of Congress and wasted taxpayer dollars, whether yeah. or not these guys are you know juicing up to uh, to smack a ball over a fence. Yeah, that should be handled within your company. Yeah. You know, if wrestlers want to take steroids. You know, they know the risks. You know, it's that's just how the company is. And nowadays, and we'll get to it later, but nowadays times have changed where you don't need to take steroids. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. But um, but he's been in other scandals too. And, you know, he's just not, I don't know. Uh, you know, the reports are that he and Linda haven't been living together for a long time, and I could totally yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, I feel like their marriage. I'm. I feel. I feel. I feel like some like gossip talk show. But I'm just saying. Like, I just. I feel like their marriage is like just one of like convenience or just to show it they're is. married. I, I think. I think that she, when she ran for public office, it's because you know she she didn't get elected as it was. But guess what? You're not going to get elected if you're a a divorced or or a single woman. True. Uh, and unfortunately, in this day and age. Uh, yeah politicians have to be married it's just the way it is in some weird world but um for the most part um but especially in her situation but yeah you know you know she's not putting up with his crap and you yeah. know and you know he doesn't you know he doesn't truly love her you know yeah. like i mean he definitely the, the whole situation there is probably an arranged situation where it's like yeah go get your rocks off somewhere else man like yeah keep that thing away well i think we like you said i think we've known that Vince and Linda haven't really been a true couple, you know, married couple in just years, right? It it just doesn't seem like that. Um, I gotta feel bad for Stephanie Keith because she just was it last month like stepped away from the company for personal reasons. Like now you're coming right back. But who and who know, who knows what those personal reasons truly were? Yeah, if they were if they were to spend time with family, then yeah, this is messed up. This also just speaks to like the weird family dynamic they have with this business. 
because mm-hmm. there is a board of directors and the board of directors could technically get rid of Vince McMahon. Yep. But um, this kind of thing happened, by the way, it's weird too, because Jeff Jarrett got hired, but he got hired for, for helping out with live events. But yeah. Jerry Jarrett, when the steroid trial happened, Jerry Jarrett was almost going to be taking over uh, the WWF if Vince McMahon went away. Like there was mm-hmm. going to be like this weird thing in place. And one of the things that was looked at was the idea of Jerry Jarrett running the show. So right. I'm just saying it's who knows what's going to happen, but you're right. If Stephanie wanted to take time away, she should have been able to, uh, you know, triple H is gone and we'll never, I don't know if we'll ever find out exactly why. Um, but that's a, that's a mess in itself. Yeah. They, you know? There was rumors going around that she left to help. Triple H recover from his procedure, his heart procedure that he had. Yeah, like like he's still like he maybe he's still jacked up. Yeah. Um, but you know, but he's gone from the company probably because, you know, I don't know. I'd be mad if my this amazing thing I created called NXT, um, you know, took a hit in ratings against the newest shiniest toy in the wrestling industry, and they decided to just scrap it. And now look at it. Now look at NXT two it is hot trash. Yep. You're right. It's it's sad because when when the game was running things, you know, you really had some competition there. NXT was good. It and was NXT, great. And, and NXT was NXT basically what you see in AEW right now. There was a chunk of that from NXT. Right. Right. Ring of Ring of Honor plus NXT equals AEW. I said it. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point. Yeah, Keith, we could go all in on on Vince and his history and, and with this kind of thing. And, of course, he pulls out the classic Vince McMahon appearances on Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. You and I both both watched. We both got suckered. Like, even me. I was like, hey, Jen, I'm not going to hang out for a little bit. I got to watch this Gotta watch this SmackDown thing real quick. I got to see this. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. 30 seconds, right? Welcome to SmackDown. Then, then now forever together. And then, boom, no chance comes back on. He knew he knew what he was doing, but also his lawyers yeah. knew knew what to do. Like that was yeah. the best move. So apparently, on Vince, the, the the last thing before we move on here, the last thing you know, apparently, this is a Vince quote kind of thing. I don't think Vince really said this, but apparently he's gonna he's gonna be fine with whatever the you know the ruling is on this, whether he's you know found guilty or. Whatever you know, I don't know how necessarily how this thing will play out, but he's gonna accept it, whatever the turnout is. So, well, that's interesting because he's fought tooth and nail for years to to not relinquish control of anything mm-hmm. within the WWE. So I'm wondering if he's now just kind of like at peace with yeah. you know maybe figuring he's getting up there in years. Maybe maybe he also understands now, like you know, to become a billionaire, he had to take the company public. And to do that, you had to have a board and things like that. You know, like the, the structure yeah. means that there are now other people to answer to. Mm-hmm. And so that's a trade-off from being a billionaire. So maybe he's at peace with everything now. Uh, $3 million, man. To him, it's probably nothing. But to us, it's crazy. Uh, $3 million and him being at peace, I'm just saying. <laughs> Is he, is he still hollering at her? Yeah, that's we, we don't know. That's the thing. She was a paralegal there, by the way, Keith. I don't think we mentioned that. She, that was her job there. Isn't it WWE. ironic? 
Yeah, right? Um, Just more classic McMahon drama, Keith. But but like we talk about not, this like is it twice her, a year. Is it her that she's, is it her that filed? Or is it basically that he got caught and now they have to kind of do the, um, well, I'm, to... I'm, I'm pretty sure he got caught. I could be wrong, but he, of course, he paid her the $3 million to stay quiet and not say anything bad about it. So that's the NDA. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, so the funny thing is they could still have a relationship. They very well could. And we yeah. don't know. You know, that's the we thing. We sure don't. We're going to find out more uh, regarding this, this case and this drama from Mr. McMahon. We'll keep you all updated if anything new or crazy happens uh, in our coming episodes. But, Keith, we got to move on to another topic here involving another WWE personnel. And that is, well, former, I guess we could say now. Sasha Banks, Keith, during his appearance on TSN Sunday night's main event, Dave Meltzer, of course, Cam Manning's favorite guy, uh, talked about the Sasha Banks rumors and said that the last thing he heard was that they were still in talks about her release. And it wouldn't shock him if she got her release this week. Now, Banks is still listed as of today on the WWE.com roster page. And PW Insider noted that uh, as a couple of days ago, she is still listed internally on the roster. We knew we knew this a couple of weeks ago, Keith, that there was a rumor going around that Sha- Sasha was getting released from the company. Um, but now it seems like it's it's even more likely, like this is true. Yeah, and guess what? Good, good for her. Yeah. Um, if if she feels now, now I will say this: everybody at some point in their career every single wrestler you know had to kind of get at the top and then got demoted for a little bit and then come back to the top so i don't know if there you know how i don't know where, where her headspace is at but if she felt like she was never going to get her her spot again then good for her because she should know her worth and she's got hollywood uh yeah. as an option yeah. um and i you guys did a great episode by the by the way, last week I got to listen to it yesterday. Um, dude, it's interesting because she has now, if she wants to wrestle, she has literally any company at her disposal and and, a, and name your price. Yeah, you know that was my thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if she'd go over there or not, but as an attraction, I could see her being like, "Hey, hey, New Japan, I want a million dollars." her appearance you know mm-hmm. like i you know there there are some of these companies that will shout the big bucks to say hey we got the boss you know she um, loves japan by the way she loves yeah it. yeah she vacationed there for like three months so. yeah i really i really enjoyed uh what you guys did last week um but so i'm not i can't talk too much more on it but she she's gonna be gone at some point i think yep. wwe's gonna cut ties and then I think her best move to stay relevant in wrestling is AEW. But if she needs to, man, just head to Hollywood and go enjoy that. Yeah. It's the classic wrestler that was went straight to the top, goes to Hollywood, becomes somewhat relevant there, comes back to wrestling for a bit, and then decides, oh, wait, I want to make movies. It's almost like that. Now, not saying that Sasha Banks was any top tier actress by any means but she was appearing in you know 
I think the Mandalorian and the Star Wars series. And it's on funny because she didn't have much of a speaking role. She really didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But people loved her in it. Yeah. Um, and that's the funny thing is when they when they begin filming that again, if they haven't yet, she could jump on. She could even get her own little because Disney Plus right now is loving doing uh, branching off, you know, spinoffs yeah. and everything. So right. they could do a spinoff show just on her, and the, and you know, she she could write her own ticket. Think about the the most recent actors from the WWE pipeline. You got the most famous and the most successful, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And then you have John Cena, who's making a real name for himself doing different roles. And then you also have Dave Bautista. Uh, you know, these are all people who have been starring in blockbuster films. Yeah. So um, starring or co-starring or however you want to look at it, um, they've made their name. Um, Roman Reigns got a little bit of a chance in one of the Fast and Furious films. Who knows if he ends up in Hollywood? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think he should. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those one of those deals, man. I, I don't blame her because we've never seen some a female from the WWE go and do this. And so she'd be the first. Yeah. And then you know, it all kind of started with her and Naomi, who were the tag team champions at the time. By the way, the most irrelevant titles in wrestling are the women's tag titles in WWE, just saying. Um, but yeah, it all started when they kind of went to, uh, you know, Bruce Pritchard, Johnny Laurinaitis, even at the time, and said, we're not happy. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, and, and I'll say this. Road Dog put it best on his podcast. He said, listen, we could have you go out there and wrestle for seven straight weeks and win, but you're never going to develop a story that way. You're never going to develop a rivalry that way and a potential of somebody who could beat you for those titles at a pay-per-view. And I understand that. And I understand Sasha and Naomi's frustrations, you know. But according to that original report, it was about, I think, one of the main events for Raw or something. Like, they weren't comfortable with working with some some people or the match or something. I don't know what was up with that, Keith. Because, you know, I, I think we're 100% certain that Becky Lynch and Oscar are some of the best workers in the business right now. For sure. Um, I, I, they, they did what they did. I'll never understand it. but. Um, they stuck to their guns and we're here. Um, Naomi is the one who should be more concerned about her future than anybody. Yeah. Um, because who knows what she's going to do. Uh, I don't know. Remember the one episode that we saw, uh, it was like the women's, the women's tag. It was like a women's tag team tournament. I think it was in yeah. AW and, and, uh, uh, Nyla Rose is standing there and all of a sudden comes out. It's like, Hey, you know, I used to be Naomi's partner. In WWE, remember me? And everyone's like, no, we don't. And Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just don't want that to be Naomi. Yeah, I hope not. What they need to do, Keith, is they need to put her in the bloodline. If they're going to really do that and they want to make her relevant, back. yes, you've got to put her in the bloodline somehow and even put Tamina in there somehow. I think that would yeah. be amazing. If they, if they bring her back. Yeah. I think, I think she'll come back. I do too. I just think, I think, the the reputation she had before this incident where she was so willing to do so much and had yeah. her own creative ideas that were, you know, meaningful. I think that's going to impact her staying. But Sasha, I mean, Sasha's a top 10, even top five, I think, female talent right now 
you know over the past decade even so but she's also had her time away too already yeah. so i don't know if wwe is willing to put up with that anymore so i can no. i think i think she's just done i think she is too um but like you said the most relevant place she could go is AEW, and i mean if she goes to AEW, we got to start talking about the women's division just like we were talking last week with Paige. Like, if Paige went to AEW, then we got to kind of start talking about their women's division a little bit more than we have because that was their weak spot for a while. So, ready for this? Yeah. Paige and Sasha Banks in AEW, the grudge match over the injury. Ooh, I like that. I like that. See, I always knew we should be bookers, right? We could take, we could take that job over for anybody. That would be awesome. It would be so real. That's the thing. I love when when wrestling storylines are personal, like Matt Hardy and Edge, right? Yeah. And Roman and Jey Uso just recently. That was my favorite rivalry of the year that year, Roman and Jey Uso. Yeah, for sure it was. So, yeah, I got to agree. But, I, I, again, we're going to update everybody here when this becomes official. If Sasha does get released either this week or next week, we'll let you all know that uh, in our coming episodes. Um. Keith, I got to say, man, I keep seeing you. I'm still kind of getting used to what we're using now for our podcast. You know, where we're moving and we're moving forward. I'm getting back from my little hiatus I had. And I saw you the first week back when I came two weeks ago. I had Sly here last week. But now that I'm looking at you again, man, you really do look really healthy. Like you look healthier than, than you did before. And maybe you don't sound it right now, but you definitely look it. You know, I appreciate that. And I think I told you, like, I, I haven't been losing weight necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit here and there. I think I'm like five pounds down, right? But I'm feeling lighter. I'm feeling more energetic. Um, my memory's a lot better. So that's a big deal in this household. Less reminders from Jen is a good thing. Uh, and the only thing that's changed for me, I've been telling you guys, is what I'm putting into my body. It's, it's Athletic Greens. It's our partner for the podcast. They have a product I'm using every day for better gut health. And it has me stay away from pills. Plus, it's got like this slightly sweet but very digestible taste. You just got to stir it up really good or shake it. You don't have anything to stay on the spoon. Um, it's easy, you know, and it comes so highly recommended by people in the health and wellness industry. And uh, once again, it's called Athletic Greens. Yeah, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and of course, especially when it comes to Keith, aging. Am I right, Keith? Yeah, you love mentioning that, uh, but you're correct. It's got all the things that I need. For me on my schedule, it's really easy to wake up and go get my shower, make a little coffee for Jen, grab a scoop, get in the water, stir it up, and by the time the baby Nate wakes up and he's ready for the day, I've got my nutrition covered no matter what. So it's really a relief for me. And uh, I've told you before, thanks to Tim Storm's advice, I'm on that modified keto low-carb diet. And guess what? This fits. It's even gluten-free, vegan-friendly, dairy-free. It fits any lifestyle, Jared, even whatever your lifestyle is that they call it whatever you do, uh, you little freak. Athletic Greens supports sleep quality and recovery, and I desperately need that. It supports mental clarity and alertness, like I mentioned. Plus, a lot of multivitamins don't have uh, the chance to be properly absorbed. They've done studies to show that a lot of products out there are junk. And so this is high-quality ingredients that are easily and more readily digestible. 
in a powder form that mixes well and tastes great. It's cheaper than buying all the supplements separately. So right now with this inflation, I'm in. Yeah, and plus for every purchase that Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S., and Keith and I are really happy to support something like that. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Yeah, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring the show. What's up, everybody? It's your Pope, Elijah Burke. Now, you are listening to Mixed Tag with my boys, Jared and Keith. Be sure to stay tuned for what's coming up next. All right, Keith, we're back here to kind of wrap things up on Mixed Tag this week with our main event topic. And Keith, I'm going to be honest with the listeners of the tagging out there. We didn't have this scheduled for the show until minutes before. Yeah, we sure did. This is something that we we feel like we needed to bring up here uh, this week, and it's regarding Booker T's comments uh, regarding Adam Cole. Now, Booker T said on his podcast, uh, quote, we have to get more weight on Adam Cole, end quote. He added that he thinks Cole's frame was a factor behind the injuries in his career. A lot of AEW guys are getting in on this, Keith. Um, is... Booker T turning into a mini Vince McMahon. We have to have muscles, huge muscles, big guys around in the locker room. So I don't think so. Uh, now, like listening back and hearing what he's saying, I think that there is a, um, just a, from an athletic standpoint, um, with the way that Cole wrestles, um, just the idea of making sure that you got a few extra pounds on you. He doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like he's doing this from a cosmetic situation maybe more of a recovery because you know if if you have if you have good muscle mass on your body uh lower body fat like you're able to recover from things better and so i'm wondering if he's worried about just the way that AEW has their matches and the way adam cole has a match that's going to take its toll on him down the line um, i don't want to mention jeff hardy but jeff hardy probably with a few extra pounds of muscle over the years may have been able to recover better from all the stuff that he did. So, and I don't think Adam Cole's in that same boat. I don't want to put him in that same boat. I'm just saying that from the athletic standpoint and the recovery standpoint, you know, if he's talking about like cosmetically, you know, like if, if it doesn't, you know, if, if Adam Cole doesn't look cosmetic enough on TV, uh, we've had, we've had some big boys, some of those DXL shoppers on wrestling for years. Uh, I remember having to stare at Bastion Booger as a kid, you know, looking like he was out of an SM, S&M catalog. Um, like, just big, big rolls, big rolls of titty fat. Just hanging, Jared, just hanging. I'm just, I'm just jiggling right in front give, of you. So you give can me see a it. visual right here. Give me a like, visual. It was just so big. 
Okay, so what are we talking about? Are we are you know are we worried about just the way he looks presenting, um, or are we worried about his athletic appearance? Because there's two different scenarios there, and so I, I'm I'm hoping that Booker T is looking out for him from a athletic standpoint. Yeah, and I I think he is too, but he kind of came back and said that he he clarified what he said. I guess we could say he says he likes Adam Cole. He's not saying he's friends with Adam Cole, but you know, his comments kind of made him look like he was hating on an AEW guy, and he claims that he's not, and he says that uh, the internet is kind of to blame for using his words as clickbait in this instance. Um, I want to read Hangman Page's tweet for everybody here about the situation, because Hangman and and, and Adam Cole have known each other for so long uh, in the Ring of Honor days and now in AEW. Uh, Here's Hangman Adam Page's comment on it. I just hope that when I'm old and retired, I don't lower myself to some shit-ass podcast where I trash the younger generation that's just chasing the same fortune wrestling has afforded me. Pretty powerful words there Ooh. from your top guy in AEW. So, and Eddie Kingston has commented on this as well, and it was not uh, a very nice uh, conversation Eddie, Eddie was very passionate about because Eddie himself, is not a muscular built guy, but he's over right now. He's so over right now. And I could go on and on and on. I mean, we've had Yokozuna, we've had Rikishi, we've had JBL, right? When he was in his world title picture, these guys weren't huge muscular wise. No. Right? They didn't have athletic and bodybuilding frames. And people were just getting on Chris Jericho for his, you know, 50 year old body recently, um, you know, giving him a hard time. Uh, Matt Hardy with his injuries for a while. Yeah. Uh, Rob Van Dam coming back, you know, the last couple impact runs. You know, what are these guys supposed to do? Uh, uh, Riddle, would you would you say Riddle needs a few pounds? Yeah. You know, like yeah. um, Brian Danielson for a while. The I mean, Usos the right Usos. now they're they're not crazy muscular. Uh, your world champ CM Punk. For sure yeah. not. Yeah. So things have changed, thankfully. Uh, thank you, Shawn Michaels. Thank you, Bret Hart, for getting us out of the era where we had to be 250 pounds plus of uh, pure muscle that was built in the gym, but also mm. manufactured through the needle. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, you know, people forget, though. People forget that. That's why I don't necessarily care if pro wrestlers take steroids, because... You still have to put that work in in the gym for it to do anything. And, and there's no competitive edge in sports entertainment. The only thing it is, is is, is it going to get Vince's eye, right? Are you going to yeah. catch Vince's eye? That's the difference. Yeah. Um, thank you, Ultimate Warrior, right? <laughs> right. But you go back to the NWA, um, you know, Arn Anderson, not a body guy. Yeah. One of the best workers of all time. Mm-hmm. Rick Flair. If you look at Rick Flair's pictures when he was trying to be a uh, a three hundred plus pound wrestler, right? He looked horrible. Yeah, you know, um, Dusty Rhodes. You don't need to. You don't need to be some muscular dude to succeed in wrestling. You need Kevin to, Owens right now. Yeah, you need to connect to the audience. Yeah, you know, yeah. you need to connect to the audience. You need a connection. Um, Samoa Joe. Um, you know, we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. But all it takes is connecting to the audience, and and if if cosmetically does it help? Sure, 
I guess, because everybody's mm-hmm. out there in the little tidy whities But, you know, in the, at the end of the day, people paid tons of money to see Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. You know, and he even had, he had one of the best promos, talking about his hiney's too big. You know, like, he's like, my, my gut's just a little, my gut might stick out, my hiney's just a little too big. Um, But, but not, that was Dusty, right? That's yeah. what made people love Dusty, is yeah. because he looked like the average fan watching. Yeah. He didn't look like a superstar that who's, you know, shredding muscles and, you know, taking vitamins and whatever. This guy was a normal average guy and he's doing, yeah. uh, uh, you know, remarkable things. Mm-hmm. So that that's the point. And I don't think Adam Cole's out of shape by any means. Do you? No. I, I mean, he, think... he's, he's like not big whatsoever, like fat big whatsoever. Right. But maybe he just, maybe he's just worried about, I think he's worried about just, you know, not muscle tone, but just putting on some mass to like, you know, it, it, it does help. It, they talk about like, if you have, if you have good muscle mass and you're in a car crash, then mm-hmm. it does help you with recovery. Yeah. And, and pro wrestlers are involved in car crashes weekly. Yeah. You know, so, I just think that Adam Cole kept NXT going. He led NXT. He was the leader of the Undisputed Era, not because of the way he looked, but the way he wrestled and the way he talked, right? That's what makes a good wrestler. If you can hang with anybody in the ring and you can hold a mic for 10 minutes and please an audience, either by getting them to boo or getting them to cheer, you're doing something right, regardless of how big and muscular you are, right? And especially in today's society, like, not, or, you know, somebody we talked about, Nia Jax, even, you know, she was a bigger girl. No secret behind it. Sure, she hurt people in the ring, sure. But she was a women's champion at one point. So, I don't know. I think, I, I do think that the comments are getting a little, taking a little out of context from Booker T. Because I don't think he meant any harm by it, by any means, for sure. But it was all in, you know, he wanted to help Adam Cole, I think. But some people just took it the wrong way. And I, I hope that he did just want to help, you know, because, you know, if, if Hangman is correct with his ass- assumptions, uh, well, first of all, that hurtful, you know, because yeah. here we are, you got an old guy on a podcast, you know, putting down the younger generation. Yeah. Just, I, I don't mean to, Jared. It's just, these, this world is scary to me. And all yeah. these, new, these new technologies and things. Yeah. The world frightens me, Jared. Hashtag old man behind the microphone. So, old that's, man. uh, no, I was just going to say that's, it's, I don't think that's what it is, but I really hope it, it wasn't. But, right. Um, right. Anyway, I felt like we needed to talk about that, especially for us being, you know, a, a pretty, pretty good sized wrestling podcast in today's world. We need to talk about these kind of things that, that bring up these issues. Um, I did a whole article at Delaware Tech in my time at Delaware Tech about wrestlers and body image. And I brought up these things, you know, just because for Rey Mysterio, you're not 6'3 and, you know, 250 pounds doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, any less than a world champion. And he was. He was a world champion. But let Daniel me go Bryan, ahead. Let me, let me clarify know. something with that, though. And yeah. this, is, this is important. Rey Mysterio became world champion after Eddie Guerrero died. But if you also look at what Rey Mysterio looked like when he was world champion, he had put on the most muscle mass of his career. Mm -hmm. I think that that was to 
get ahead. And I think the same thing with, with Eddie Guerrero as well. And there's there's a, a cautionary tale um, with that because Eddie had to put on the most muscle mass he ever had to win his title. So did Benoit. So did Rey Mysterio. The smaller guys had to be at their hugest right. to get a push. And that's the scary thing about being in Vince McMahon's world. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Triple H ran NXT, of course, but ultimately everything comes down to Vince one way or another. So, I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say on this, Keith. Um, I want to mention before we kind of end the show here, Forbidden Door is this weekend, right? A lot of cool, interesting New Japan versus AEW matches on the card. You know, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Jay White's going to be in action. Um, of course, uh, Tanasashi and, and Moxley for the interim World Heavyweight Championship. A lot of things to look forward to, especially if you're a, a New Japan junkie, I guess you could say. Because I'm not huge on New Japan, but I love AEW. And I love what they're doing here to showcase that talent in New Japan. So I'm going to be tuning in. It's this Sunday night. Don't want to miss that uh, for sure. Do yourself a favor, Jared. Do you have Roku? I do not. I do not have Roku. Well, then never mind. No, kidding. Uh, do yourself a favor, though, and go back and just look at some look at some New Japan matches. Um, you know, look at Jay White versus Okada. Uh, you know, Jericho, Omega. Just go familiar, familiarize yourself with some of these matches. I think you'll have a really nice appreciation for the strong style that's coming your way on Sunday. For sure. Definitely. I'll do that before Sunday. And I hope all of our tagging listeners do too and tune in on Sunday night to Forbidden Door. Keith, it was good to have you back this week, man. I, I cannot wait to see where that we go from here. Tagging, if you like what you heard, please feel free to follow us on any of our social medias, including Facebook and Twitter. You know Keith's always on the Twitter running things over there with our family and friends in the wrestling podcast community also go follow them as well we're not the only wrestling podcast out there we want to spread the love too i know keith sure does well yeah let's talk about them real quick battleground podcast absolutely i love those guys uh we got you know ringside rant and then reffing it up with brian hebner that's rj's new podcast with currently just retired referee impact brian hebner and they do some really cool um uh shows over there where they actually go over either matches that he's been involved in or storylines and things like that um it's a really neat neat show uh i know i'm forgetting some folks but let's go ahead and stick to those for now uh but we do love uh our other wrestling podcasts and we love this little brotherhood uh we, we need to find some sisterhood we got we gotta find yeah. some ladies man like it's just it's the dudes club i know they're out there keith i know they have some out there and we need to get in touch with them also before we end the show uh quick Rest in peace to Dave Ebner and Tim White, uh, yeah. two, of course, storied referees for WWE, um, both passing away this week, um, sending our love to them and their families. But that's going to about do it for this episode of Mixed Tag from the Wrestling Encyclopedia and three-time, three-time, three-time Indian League Wrestling Champion and now Mucinex Champion twice over, Mr. Keith White. I'm the Cowboy Jared Watson. We are...